You're listening to the Yes, I'm Still Sober podcast with John Rabin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Yes, I'm Still Sober podcast. I'm John Rabin with you as always. And I'm got to be honest with you i am operating on less than a hundred percent of uh, my normal energy this past weekend my wife and i both got our second shot vaccination shot of <laughs> pfizer and um it uh it kind of knocked us on our ass it I don't know. There's been varying. I guess it it depends on your age, depends on the uh, which one, Moderna or Pfizer or whatever. Various reactions. And um, what it did for us is make us uh, extremely unmotivated and sleepy and tired. Uh, My wife a little bit more than me, but I've just been... You know, my normal recording days for this um, and backup day, I spent just sleeping and just like ugh, doing whatever, like resting and just didn't do at all do anything. So I'm recording this uh, the day after uh, day after I normally record it the day after the day after I normally record it. Actually, it's my backup backup day. And it's I, I've got to tell you, I'm just like, ugh, I'm. Hello. Hi. I'm doing fine. It's just, uh, it feels like, I don't know. It feels like when you're sick, but like you've got, but like no other symptoms, like you're recovering from an illness, but no other symptoms for me. So nothing else going on. Just the, uh, um, lethargy (laughs) just just the uh uh, moving a little bit slower than normal yep that's uh that's what's going on so i'm doing all right other than that but uh so i'm really only going to talk about that shit really um this may be shorter i always say that this is going to be a short one and it goes 37 minutes long um or or it's oh i've got a lot planned for you today well that was it 23 minutes that's what i do i um i'm sorry where are my manners i hope you're doing well if you're a sober person i hope you're staying sober day to day if you're uh, not a sober person i hope you're staying sane for both the sober and the non-sober it's all about mental health i hope your mental health is fine all things considered and um it's an interesting stage we're in where it's kind of like, uh, I don't know where you're at, but where I'm at is just kind of sitting here going, okay, so I'm going to wait uh, two weeks after the second vaccination for full efficacy before I I go start doing comedy shows or trying to get on uh, mics or whatever. And even then, for me, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be smart. I'm going to uh, 
I'm going to do outdoor venues basically is, you know, because that's, that's what I've learned when it comes to, uh, when you're, when you're coming, uh, to your health, looking at science and just looking at everything that, uh, what info that we've been able to gather, it seems to me that the issues are, um, multiple people indoors and i i honestly don't trust masks indoors with a lot of people it's like oh we're all wearing masks it's still indoors with poor ventilation so i'm in the you know i think that masks help i think what else helps is uh, staying the fuck outside that's what i think in the sun, preferably, but also just outside, you know, what has better ventilation than the outdoors? That's what my mom always said. Um, so it just you sit there and you're like, all right, I'm vaccinated. What can I do? What do I still need to watch out for? Variants. What are um, got to be careful around? You know, we all the info isn't back on whether being vaccinated keeps you from being asymptomatic can you actually pick it up and transmit it more and more information is coming out that says that that's that doesn't seem to be the case once you're fully vaccinated um but here we are four twenty, four twenty one, almost the end of april after a year of this and I've kind of wanted to think about what did, you know, what have we learned? Just in general. I mean, other than like, like crazy, you know, let's take, take the government out, take uh, infrastructure out, take uh, programs, take uh, all that other stuff just on a personal level, right? What have we learned? What did we change, you know, or... How did you change? I don't know if you've you've kind of sat there and thought about it. Like, how did I change over the course of a year? There's been significant changes for me. I think the major one is that I got married. Huh? I got engaged and then got married during the pandemic. Pandemic wedding. Nice and small, outdoors. Gave the excuse to people, I'd love to invite you, but for your safety, you weren't invited. <laughs> uh, that was good. It's a major significant change. If you're wondering how strong your relationship is, you made it a year... <laughs> Uh, a year in quarantine will really go, oh, I guess we are uh, pretty strong as a, a couple. I, uh, this seemed to work out, seeing you all the time, every day. Um, one thing that happened I get about, about this time last year, I think my body sensed the uh, inactivity for long periods of time versus what it was used to and thought 
that we were retired and turn and flip the retirement switch and like all right he's done cut it off i want to cut down the energy yeah just cut all the energy down and uh, you can start losing hair no more than than usual like it was weird like almost it it seemed like it was almost like a stress level type of thing uh, that or it that's what it seemed like is like are you under a lot of stress is that what what's going on with you and it's like no i i don't feel any different but uh i'm going through changes apparently uh so basically you know, I was doing different types of hair treatments and, and keeping up with that for a while and um, trying to look my best. And I did look my best spending money and, and um, hair treatments to uh, get me to my wedding. And after my wedding, I cut I shut that shit down because we got the photos. We, I look great. And then it was like, all right, I'm, I'm tired of uh, dumping money into this. And since you can't go to a bar, you know, to, trying to be safe, it's like, well, we're not going to go to a barber shop. Also, this shit's happening. I'm going to become my own barber and, uh, you know, buzz my head. So I started, yeah. So, I, yeah, I became my own barber. I'm shave, you know, shave my head down like every, you know, it's like, oh, are, are we in that phase now? Yeah, I guess so. I guess I'm doing that. I guess it's a it's a it's a buzz cut look for the near future because it's you know I can do it every week. I've gotten pretty good at it now, so it's like, hey, I guess I'm my own barber. Wonderful. Also, I've never really been clean shaven, but my wife's like, hey, you know, your facial hair is really gray. Can I see what you look like uh, clean shaven? I clean shaved. She goes, you look fucking young. <laughs> you look a lot younger. And I went, really? And I looked and I looked at the kind of a before after kind of a kind of a deal and went, you know what? Yeah. So I'm clean. You know, I'm actually shaving on a regular basis. I never did that. I've always been a stubble, you know, stubble to... Uh, okay, do you have a beard now? No, I just need to shave again. Shave back down to stubble. Always been a stubble guy. I know this isn't interesting, but it is to me. No, I, yeah, but it's like, it's weird. It's like, uh, who am I now? This is who I am now. Also with the, you know, shaved head, I'm starting to wear a hat. And it's kind of like a military looking hat, but it's black, which matches all the black Dickies gear and t-shirts that I wear. I look like retired military. I said that last week. I said I dress now that... I think it was last week that I said it. I, I dress like I use mainstream media on a regular basis every, in every conversation. Yeah. I look a little bit like that. I don't know what's going on. But this is my style. I was like, this is who... Look, this is who I am now. And I'm interested, honestly, to see people that I know how they've changed. I'm interested to see when you start interacting with people again, it's like, Hey, just to see, you know, if there's any, if I, if I'll be able to notice any changes, it's like one of my buddies I know, like picked a, a, 
a moment in the uh, in the pandemic to kind of go, you know what? I'm going to start walking like miles a day. I'm going to walk every day. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to actually eat well uh, for the first time. And he's lost a ton of weight, like totally. It's a, you know, and I've been, you know, he, he he's a, he's a neighbor in my apartment complex so like i i've been able to see him on a regular basis and it's just uh so it's interesting to see some people grab onto that the self-improvement thing like it's like i'm gonna i'm gonna hit this like i've been exercising more on a regular basis we got a pull-up bar that we bought i'm gonna have, i would never have a pull-up bar in my in where i live why would i you know fucking pull-ups suck that's that's what i've all it's the worst but i get i'm pretty good at it now because i do pull-ups every other day because it's like training at home it's like learning how to do different workouts at home and almost to that now it's like well i'm used to it it's like well yeah the you know the gyms are open back up yeah well maybe i don't need them now I mean, I guess I, I guess I do for like weightlifting, but uh, it's it's been nice to form some good habits during this. I don't know what happened. Uh, I think a big thing, and I think it's happened to other people because I see the numbers on YouTube. I see the number of people that watch some of the the crap that I watch. Because it, it, it's weird to me that I would rather watch a reaction video on YouTube of some pothead kid watching a movie that I like. I would rather watch that than watch something new. Than watch some new movie or some new series that pops out that I don't have any really interest in or like, oh, maybe this will be good. I can't. I, I think it's, I don't know, it's some kind of, uh, it's that uh, affection for nostalgia, I think, and looking for some kind of a, uh, like a substitute for like a connection. So you get to see somebody react to a thing you like, and they're seeing it for the first time. And I particularly, I, I like it when I, when, you know, Young young people high on weed watch stuff that I like, and I'm like, "Whoa, what the fuck!" Like, it's just I I I find that highly entertaining. I don't know why. I don't know if that is because of the nostalgia. Uh, also, reacting off of their emotions because I'm you know I've got the I'm I've got a little bit of that empath in me, so it's like so you feed off of that. So you get to feed off their emotions, but also you're in control of the YouTube. So it's the control issue thing too, but also you're getting a little bit of the, ah, I feel like a connection with this person because they're watching something that I already know what's going to happen. So that control issue is met. And, uh, but I'm not, but I don't have to commit to anything long-term. But that's what I'm into apparently. It's weird. Mm. Huge, fo- huge football fan, as you're probably aware, those of you who listen to this. 
every week. But I don't know if I've really explained without getting into the NFL because you don't give a shit and that's fine. But I got back into football kind of as a distraction when I got out of uh, my six-month stint in jail slash treatment with Travis County and then, uh, you know, then on probation, getting in a sober house. It was a nice, uh, I got back into the end of following football and, uh, and then as a dishwasher working with cooks who did fantasy football. So I got into that and that kept on and on. And I had a, you know, and I, I'm like, I love the NFL, blah, blah, blah to a certain extent. But when the pandemic hit, After several months of going on and and not getting information, you know, getting misinformation, not getting, uh, you know, nobody knowing what's going on and a lot of distractions going on, a lot of politics that I don't give a shit about. I started thinking, why am I investing my energy in knowing names of representatives and Congress people who don't represent me. I don't even know my own, but I know this guy's name or this chick's name. Like, like, what am I doing here? This is not important to me. You know, you can, you can learn about important things without getting into the distracting details of politics So I decided to put that energy into something that was just as useless to me, but that I liked. And I really got into the NFL, boy. I'll tell you how much. I follow speculation on the draft. That's crazy. That doesn't make any sense. There's, it's, you want to see a way if you ever want to hear the biggest waste of time listen to the hours and hours of speculation on who the Jacksonville Jaguars is drafting and all about him and then who who especially right now right now is uh oh who are the San Francisco 49ers going to draft? They're at number three because they've already figured out who's going to go number one and number two in, number, in the draft. Now they're trying to figure who is going to go number three. Everybody kind of thinks they know, but do they know? Could it be this person? This is worthless. This helps you zero in your life. And yet, in a way, it's been beneficial to me because it distracts me. It gives me something to listen to when I'm working. Uh, during the day as a warehouse manager. Yeah, that's right. Warehouse manager, bitch. Uh, It's all about the title. Um, And let me tell you, it's been hugely beneficial because I can spend more information on that and less on people yelling at each other about just noise. You know, you know what so-and-so said? I don't give a shit what so-and-so said. He represents Maryland or someplace, and I don't live there. Um, 
So that's really been, I don't, it's been hugely beneficial to my mental health. Finding a distraction. And a big thing, not related to football, but a big thing that really dropped on me this past year because it wasn't like losing things. I've talked about this. I think I talked about this last year at some point. I can't tell you when. But like certain bars and clubs closed because of the pandemic. And, you know, a lot of people were upset. Comedy in the comedy scene here in Austin, a lot of people were upset about, um, you know, certain hangout places or the comedy club closing which that comedy club is now reopening in another location later um, with new owners, same name, um, just changes. I've been so used to because of recovery and going through what I went through and put myself through or whatever and then go, going into recovery, I've already made peace with bars. You know, I've already said goodbye to them. So that was not a big deal. But just I dealt with bottoming out and changes and losing everything two different times. So it was, so that was not a problem for me. Like, like it was for a lot of people, but what did change was realizing even more so like you kind of already knew and I kind of already like, no, it's not that big of a deal. That's not really important. What is important is our relationships and true friendship and um, your partner and your family, that's what, you know, you always kind of say that, you know, that's what's important is uh, your actual friends and your family and uh, your partner and your dog. Uh, but to, f to actually, for it to really hit you was, was something for me. It really hit me, like to really see it and to see how certain things like clicks and groups and like uh you know my perception is is that the comedy scene is this and it's only these people and this is not going to change and then that goes away because the city of austin has changed significantly and people moving here and new clubs and new places the you know the landscape has changed the scene has expanded or or altered like everything's new none of that really matters um all the fake stuff that's been going on on the internet and social media and what we present you know this is what this is who who i am and that gets all like basically shot to shit because the pandemic is just like okay everybody you know are we now all going to pretend that we're living our best life in our bedrooms in our living rooms, like it's, it's, it just, it cut all that down and just made everything. And it really, really amplified what do you, what is important to you? What do you cherish? What do you, what is important to you moving forward? What, you know, what are your goals? What are you going to do? What do you want? Because we didn't have anything to do but introspection for, you know, just look inward for hours and hours. I mean, a lot of you worked, but you know what I mean. I mean, it, there was a lot of 
time to yourself this past year. And I think a lot of people didn't like what they uh, what they discovered. Which is why there was a lot of increased alcohol, a lot of increased drugs, a lot of ODs, a lot of stuff in the past 12 months, 13 months. And, uh, but it was nice to kind of sit there and go, all right, you know, all of that stuff that I thought was important or I didn't think it was that important, but I thought it was important enough to think about a lot. Like, oh, how am I going to really convey to other people that I am actually a stand-up comic in this city and, uh, you know, a viable member of said group. It doesn't matter. Things change. People forget you. <laughs> or whatever. It doesn't, you know, you know what, uh, you know what matters? Uh, getting on stage and telling jokes. That makes you a comedian. I'm sure you got to do other stuff and figure it out. How do I advance my career? Well, you know, we'll see what's important. See what's, you know, see what happens in the future because you can't, uh, can't predict it. But it's, it's been interesting to sit there and, and go, oh, I don't care about this anymore. I don't care about a scene. I, I only care about the people like, like when you're checking on people, like I, I sat there and went, oh, I'm, I'm checking on who I really care about. Some people I care about enough that seeing the, their updates on social media, that was good. It's like, all right, they're, they're doing all right. And reaching out to, to your family and just, and, but it really stripped away everything for me to really kind of get down to, okay, this is, this is who I am. This is um, what I care about. This is what I'm doing moving forward. What are we going to do moving forward? It's a day, you know, day to day. Let's let's see what's going on. I don't know. I know. I realize I'm kind of rambling here, but it's it was. You really it. It was a really good year to reflect on shit to really course correct. Now let's see if we actually do, because I know a lot of people were talking about oh time to get back to normal. Fuck normal. It's like time to get back to life. Yes. But let's not go back to the way it was. It can't. Let's see where we go now. That's what I'm interested in. Let's see what's next. We're not going back. Things are different. Let's be different. Hopefully that's better. I guess we'll see. Well, thank you for letting me ramble. Uh, I didn't have anything planned, and I'm I really, I'm really tired. <laughs> uh, but I'm less tired than I was yesterday, so I'm not, uh, I'm not shaking my fist at Pfizer yet. Um, I'm just glad that's over, and looking forward to uh, seeing what's next. As I said, so I appreciate you guys uh, sticking in here uh, with me for this half hour and um, 
we'll uh, we'll see you next week. This has been the Yes I'm Still Sober podcast. I'm John Raven. Later. Telephone